Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello and welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast, Pastor Greg and Pastor Brad. And it's great to be back with you. And thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interviews that we did, or um, I guess it was one interview with Wayne Wozniak, a part one and part two. If you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those uh, stories from the mission field about being a missionary. But Brad, what did you enjoy the most from that um, set of questioning with Wayne? Honestly, I loved hearing the personal stories of what he's seen in the mission field and yes. just how God has used him and his wife uh so influential out out in those areas it's it's been pretty cool to just hear the stories whether it was on the podcast or just our conversations we got to have with him were just amazing yeah. even me. when we weren't recording yeah, yeah. That, uh, he and his wife uh, that ministry has really made a great impact in two countries Colombia and Peru mm-hmm. and it's a multiplication effect i yeah. think and i think that's so neat to think about multiplication in ministry we invest in one person, that person plants a church, for example. He, mm. he talked about so many of the Bible college students. They invested in them, taught them, educated them. Then they went and planted a church. Well, then that ministry just starts multiplying because what happens in the local church? People are saved and discipled and called into ministry and in, and in that cycle. So it's really neat to think of multiplication ministry. I love the part about being a Christian educator uh, just because of my background as being an educator in public schools. But uh, I love that part because it merges my two worlds, education and ministry together. So that was neat to hear him talk about that. But um, that inspired me, Brad, to think we ought to do more interviews on the Bad Peaching Podcast. So um, I, I got to thinking, Brad, and, and are you okay if we interview you? Yeah, I'm good with that. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay, we'll make everyone think we just uh, came up with that idea. Right <laughs> on the spot. On the spot on the air. But we really planned it. So, <laughs> But um, I thought the folks who listen to the podcast, and especially our NCOG family, um, gives them an opportunity to hear a little more about your backstory before you arrived here at Nortonsville. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor Brad, why don't we start with, can you tell us about your family's conversion if you will, to Jesus Christ. Um, and there, there's a story you've shared with me different times we've talked about. And uh, I think it would be neat for the podcast listeners to hear about your family and uh, really your dad making a strong decision to lead your family in a certain way. So go ahead and share that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the oldest of three kids. I have two younger sisters. And then my mom and dad uh, are both in ministry. Uh, but when we were younger, my dad wasn't in ministry. He was just working a full-time job at MCI. Uh, and it was during his commute, he was telling us, and I was about five years old. So a lot of this I'm remembering from my parents reminding us and telling us. And you guys stories. lived where? We were in Winchester at this in point. In Winchester. Yeah. Okay. So we were involved at uh, Wincog at Winchester, okay. Church, of Winchester God. Church of God. And I think at this point, dad was on... He started as an usher, um, okay. and that's kind of like what really got him connected in, in Winchester. Uh, but he had a full-time job that he was doing, and it just kind of came to this part. Like, Dad has grown up. His parents were always in church and everything like that, and now he has his own family. He's in church, and 
But on this commute, he was in this time of prayer with God, listening to songs and Christian music. And just in this time of worship, he talks about this this worship as if he was making an altar in his own vehicle. And come, I believe it was when he was coming home from work. Uh, he's having this little time of prayer. And he just felt like God laid it on his heart of choose today. Either be hot or be cold, but serve me. Wow. Um, and he always talks about, uh, and what, what's the... I'm going to forget the passage now all of a sudden, but um, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, mm. which I can't believe I'm forgetting that because he brings it up all of the time. Okay. <laughs> but um, Joshua 24, 15, does that sound right? Sounds right. I think that's it. But um, that that really has been our family's battle cry because as soon as he came back home, he shares, like mom would always have the meal ready. Us kids would stay up later because dad would come home. It's an hour commute. And so mm. it was always a, a late commute when he'd get home we'd all wait for dinner and mom would usually wake us up to eat dinner with dad so we could all be (laughs) together as a family and um he comes up the steps and instead of us going and and eating dad calls us all around and says hey i really want to dedicate our family to god and he just laid out right there what that meant going forward i we're committed to serving God and we're going to be involved in church. And, and it, it really changed the course of our family. Um, we got involved with ministry a lot. A couple years later down the road, uh, dad became youth pastor at Winchester church of God. Mm-hmm. And from there, like his ministry has grown, but our, I look more to our family, what God has done, done there and how we've all grown up in church and had personal relationships with God and have, really i point back to my own conversion being in that moment like that's uh i remember sitting on the bed with my dad talking to us giving us that little devotion of what it meant to serve god and him leading us all in that prayer and and really going forward and of course i had my own uh different battles as growing up and growing closer to god and um just trying to figure life out but that's that's really where my conversion started so your dad making a decision personally to follow the Lord mm. wholeheartedly. Yeah. 110%. Then that impact, that influence on the entirety of his family. Mm. That's a, such a powerful thought. Yeah. And that scene that you described of your dad getting down to business with God during his commute, and the Lord mm. really speaking and stirring him. And then that scene you described of, your dad bringing all of you together that evening and basically saying, as for me and my house, yeah. we will serve the Lord. Yep. And so I guess, Brad, then if, if I were to ask you about your salvation experience, your conversion, am I understanding you then to say, by your dad taking that stand, making that statement, was it really in that moment when you said as an individual okay, I'm giving my heart to Christ. I'm serving the Lord too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you'd be right in That's that. so significant, yeah. Yeah, because a couple years later at camp, um, I'm, I remember praying that same prayer again, but it was really in that moment where I always point back to with, with my dad uh, leading us in our in our house just because we, did, we got involved in kids' church and uh, – just being so involved in church and, and just living as a family for Christ and the way that changed inside the house where it wasn't just a church on Sunday, do whatever you want rest of the week. But we 
we started doing things differently. Dad laid that out from the beginning of, hey, things aren't going to be how it was. And I mean, I was only five years old, so it wasn't mm-hmm. too different for me or my sisters because they were both younger than me. But we grew up in that house of this is this is how it is, like God first. But as a five-year-old, mm-hmm. that, that is young. Yeah. But you remembered all of that. Yeah. It, it, it was an indelible mark upon your memory and your life. There's so many things there, Brad, with that story that's so inspiring. And I hope that if, if there are some dads listening to the podcast today, that it inspires them. Mm. Take a stand for Christ. Your stand for Christ will impact and will influence the rest of your family. Yeah, it makes As, a difference. It makes a difference. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That That is so tremendous. Thank you for sharing that, Brad. When we yeah. come back from the break, could you talk to us now, um, or, or not now, when we come back yeah. from the break, can you talk to us about your calling into ministry? Definitely, yeah. And maybe share how the Lord stirred your heart and orchestrated those things. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this break. Bad Preaching Podcast. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. All right, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. And today I'm Pastor Greg and I am interviewing our co-host, Pastor Brad. So I'm enjoying that very much. I loved the story, Brad, from the first segment. And someone told me recently, one of our uh, podcast listeners made the comment um, that maybe you weren't getting as much airtime. <laughs> so uh, especially when Wayne was, uh, we were interviewing him. Yeah. So today we're giving you a lot of the airtime. Making up, making for up. It. <laughs> for it. So I hope the fans will, the fan mail will come in and say, "All right, you you made up for that." Pastor Brad's getting to speak today a lot more than he did on the two podcasts with, with uh, missionary Wayne yeah. Wozniak. So, Brad, tell us then, you've talked about your conversion, your family's conversion. What about your calling into ministry? Can you can you talk to us a little bit about that, your calling into ministry? Absolutely. Uh, my calling story, I really would consider it like a wrestling match. That's what, that's what I felt like. Um, as I said earlier, I, I grew up a pastor's kid. So from third grade all the way, my parents are still in ministry. So even now, I'm still considered a pastor's kid. Um, and being a pastor's kid, you get to see the good parts of ministry, the bad parts, and the ugly parts. And so I remember this was probably my sixth grade year. Um, so middle school, go, like middle school time. And dad was leaving, leading a small group and... It was, I think it's the, it's called 30 Hardest Days or 31, some, something along those lines. It's a, it's a fast that you do. Um, and during it, it's, it asks you questions of like just your relationship with God. And it's really, it's a really cool fast to do. And we did it with a big group of us. And so we got to kind of share different stories and dad kind of ended it off with, so where do you feel God's leading you? Um, and, and when he asked that question, I really didn't have an answer. I knew what I wanted. But I never really asked God, like, where, what do you have? What are the plans that you have for me? You know, I never, I never really considered that until he asked us that in that small group. But everyone else at my table knew exactly what they were doing. And so um, I started really praying about that. That was about, 
I think that was in January of that year. And so it was right pretty fresh into it. And so we were getting into, uh, I spent a while praying about that until camp came around. Camp is usually late June, early July that that rolls around. And I'd have to look at the calendar for that year to really know exactly when it, when it was, but it's in that time gap. And camp came around and I was like, okay, my week is here. That's what I'm going to be really seeking God for. Like you always hear all these stories of people getting like having their calling, taking part at camp. And so I was like, surely that's where it's going to happen. I'm going to figure this thing out. Um, And I was really hoping it had to do something with like making a lot of money and having a boat, (laughs) you know, like still, still do having a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I really didn't want ministry to be it. Like I, that was a, that was a, I don't know if there's some there's some fear there. Uh, you kind of grew up seeing all this stuff. And I was like, one, like I saw what my dad was able to do and other pastors, you get to know them. And it's like, I could never do those things, you know. Um, but my week at camp came and went and I never really, I never found that clarity. And then the next week I was working, I was on rec staff. And rec staff, it's just, it's the games. We run the games, we set them up, we tear them down, we make sure you have fun in between those two events um and so uh there's a morning service while all the cabin leaders are having their meeting rec staff was up with the kids and uh we're really just crowd watching making sure everyone's safe everything's okay and to assist if kids need help with anything or if the ministry team ministry team was just doing a little service and she called us all up and she said hey uh, i want you guys to come pray over these students and let's pray over their callings and man, did that cripple me in that moment? Cause I was like, I don't even know my own. Right. And, and wow. then we still prayed. Yes. I went and prayed with these students and, um, still really engaged in that moment. But afterwards it was heavy for me. And so I just went to the field to set up. We were setting up a slip and side kickball. We've played that here a couple of times at church, but, mm-hmm. um, that I love that game because of this, this reason right here. But I was setting that up by myself because. It was before we had to get it set up, and I just needed some alone time. And so mm-hmm. I just went out there. I'm setting this up, and I'm just praying to God in this field by myself. I'm like, God, what do you have for me? And it really did come to that moment where I felt God call me into student ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, I, I there was a lot of emotions in that moment of like, wow, I've got my calling. And then I was like, God, are you sure? <laughs> like the, the same With that same moment, you know, of like wrestling with that. And so I went a while where I again stayed in that little wrestling match mm. um really through middle school and high school I wrestled with that I knew that's where God was leading me God had really confirmed that in my life multiple times but I felt very unworthy and unqualified of that calling mm. I I was like just felt a lot of pressure from that and so my senior year going into my senior year of high school it was the camp that would have been right in between that so it's the summer in between my junior year of high school, senior year of high school, uh, Romeo Billups came and preached camp. And on that Tuesday night, he just gave a great sermon of leaving it on the cross. And so mm-hmm. he had us get this little index card and fold it and then unfold it. And he said, now draw a line down that fold. He said, on one side of your card, write what God's calling you to. What is God tugging at your heart? What's on your heart from God? And, So I wrote that down. I knew that immediately. Mm. And he said, what's keeping Mm. you from going to that side? What's keeping you from fulfilling what God's called you to do or laid on your heart? 
And I knew that immediately because that's also been in that same wrestling match. Mm. And he said, I want you to pray. And he said, and once you actually feel freedom from that side that's keeping you from your calling, nail it up here on the cross and let that die here tonight let let just leave it there leave it there yeah. and so i remember going down and um i i got to that point i really felt that freedom and um i really felt led to be prayed for and by a certain individual and so i i, I was praying in my heart the the other guy was on the other side of the altars and you know mm-hmm. it being at camp that altar is packed and yeah. so like it's right and right. so i was like all right god if if this is real like can you have him meet me? And so I just started walking and that person started walking towards me and we met right in the middle. And I just said, can you pray for me? Not telling him any of the things on my heart. And he prayed over every single thing that God was laying on my heart in it's that amazing. moment. Yeah. And I felt real amazing. freedom. And that's when I really felt the confidence to walk, step into that calling. And so I go down to the, um, down to the field during, uh, what would that be? The concession time, like right, when, right. right after service, right everyone after goes service. down to get ice cream and all that stuff. I just wanted to have some alone time with God. And so I go down to this little picnic table and I was just sitting there and the lights came on for the field. Cause that's right. It's right where the basketball court is now. And so all the, they had special lights to come on and light up the field. And so I look up when the lights come on and the, Slip and side kickball is in the same spot that it was when I set it up. Mm. And that was just very powerful to me. So the next day I asked the rec, because usually they, they never set it up the day before. It's always like you're rushing out there trying to get everything laid out like moments before it happens. And so I asked the guy running the event, I said, hey, what made you guys do it last night? He's like, you know what? We just had downtime and there was something just tugging at me to get this thing at, laid out. Mm. I told him, I said, well, it was for me because like that's really... It just felt like such a complete moment right there. That visual. That visual of that's the same spot I got my calling. Mm. And now I'm finally like, you know. Surrendering. Yeah, surrendering and really stepping into this thing. I felt like that wrestling match was over and that that game to still be there. I know that's kind of silly, but it really did mean Mm. a lot in that moment for me. Um, And so I decided to go into cams from that point. And cams is just... uh, the next step, that first step in getting licensed in the Church of God, I, I knew I had to make this thing real. Mm-hmm. And so that was mm-hmm. my next real step. So through my senior year of high school, I finished my CAMS and then applied for Lee University, went there and got my ministry degree. And now and now I'm here. Well, and that's impressive to do your CAMS while you were still in high school. Mm-hmm. CAMS is calling and ministry studies. The prerequisite for the the internship that many people do, and then the credentialing with the Church of God, you did all of that in high school as far yeah. as the CAMS part, and then you made the decision early to go to Lee University to continue on your studies, mm. and I, I think that's so significant that you heard the call to ministry and responded, Brad, at such a young age, and prepared yourself well through the credentialing program and also through a degree in pastoral ministries at Lee. Mm. So I commend you. Would you come back and do a second interview, second part? Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see you on the, or we won't see you. We'll, we'll, we will be back on the next Bad Preaching Podcast. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.